Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. My guest in the studio is Antonella Gismundi. Antonella Gismundi. <laughs> yes, hi. And hi. she works for an Italian travel agency here in Taipei. Um, she is from northern Italy, somewhere actually south of Venice. And she's been in town for eight years. Well, I'm really glad to meet you, Antonella. Hi, nice to meet you. Yes, do you have a shorter name to your name? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> but that is a really nice name. I'm really glad to meet someone Italian, you know, in Taiwan. Um, but you've made this your home so far. So you came to Taiwan originally to study Chinese, apparently. Yes, I my bachelor degree is in Asian studies well, in Italy. And after I graduated, I immediately came to Taiwan because my teacher, one of my teachers at the university was from, from Taiwan. Oh, yeah. So she, she was, you know, advertising Taiwan as a great place to live. And I came here and I saw that, yeah, she was right. Oh, good. Because I was wondering why you picked Taiwan over China, you know, so now I get it. All right. Well, before we go on, um, why don't we start off with you telling a story that has made an impact on you? Okay, I will tell a story that happened when I was still living in Italy. So at the time, uh, I was still living in the countryside in northern Italy, and um, there was um, a building next to next to mine. And from my balcony, I could see my neighbor every day, and she had a very beautiful cat, a very beautiful gray cat. And I would say hello every day. And at the time, I was working. I was also working in a travel company, but in Italy. And next to my office, there was um, a shop selling purses and bags. And I would go there pretty often during my lunch break, you know, to check and mm, chat with the shop assistant. And we made friends and we were, t- we were often talking. And one day the shop assistant told me, oh, you should see the picture, you see this picture because my cat did something very funny last, last night. And I was like, okay, show me the picture. And she showed me the picture on the phone. And there was a picture of the cat. And I said, oh, oh my God, my neighbor has the same cat. And so this woman looked at me uh-huh. as I said the most incredible, stupid thing in the yeah. world. And that's when I paused and I realized she and my neighbor were the same person. Oh, <laughs> now here we need to explain something, right? Because you actually have a condition, it's called face blindness. Uh, which the scientific uh, term for that is proxopognosia. Am I saying it right? <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, so um, it, you know, you were saying that it's either genetic or traumatic, but uh, um, you actually uh, got this gene from your mother who has the same condition. So you want to explain what that is? Yes, um, you know, there is a part of our brain that is responsible for vision and general recognition, you know, so that we recognize the shape of a car and the shape of a bag and the shape of everything. But there is also another part of our brain that it's only used to recognize faces. So humans are actually very good, naturally, at recognize people's face. But mm, there must be some problem in this part of my brain. I don't have any visual impairment. I don't have mm, problems seeing colors or seeing shapes. But I have problem recognizing and memorizing 
people's faces oh. and it has nothing to do with familiarity with how many times I saw a person for me it would be the same not recognizing someone from my family or a person who I only saw once Honestly, before I met you, I've never heard of this condition. So I'm really surprised to know that there's that part of our brain that actually controls this. So I'm really curious. I mean, you do see why you're looking at me right now. You do see my two eyes and my nose and my mouth. Yes, I do see the shapes. You do see the shapes. Yes. So, but you also see color, right? Yes. But I will not be able to recognize you if I saw you maybe in half an hour and you change your clothes or your hairstyle. Right. So I heard that actually for people like you who have conditions like this, that you recognize people through other factors, like maybe their clothing or, I don't know, what, their hair? Yes, or their hair, the, co- the color, yeah, the uh-huh. way they walk, especially the way they, walk. the way they, you know, their expressions, the way they smile. And, and one of the best way for me to recognize someone is their voice. Ah, but of mm-hmm. course, yeah. Oh, can you distinguish from a female, from a male? I mean, if they were to both have short hair. Yes, usually, yes. I mean... Uh, because of the voices. Well, yes, well, too. I, I mean... A male from a female. I would respect the way they gender identify, but yes, I usually can, can tell. Ident- yeah, yes. you can distinguish that. Yes, okay. but sometimes I have some troubles with ethnicity. Ethnicity. Okay. So I'm not very sure where a person is from if they don't tell me or if I cannot understand it from the way they talk. See, it's the only it's only the facial part that you you have problem recognizing, but the rest of the body is uh, normal to you, right? You're seeing what I'm seeing. Yes, yeah. So for me, body type or you know how if a person is tall or short, it's an indicator that I use to to try to recognize people. So I'm sure you've had a lot of problems recognizing your own family members even now. Yes. Uh, yeah, it happened once when I was in Italy. I was a teenager. I was waiting at the bus stop to go back home. And this old man stops in front of the bus stop and says, jump on the car, I'll take you home. And I'm like, what? How are you there talking like me like this? You're an old man. I'm not going to get inside your car. And then I see this person looks at me extremely confused. Uh-huh. Then I look better and he was my father. Oh, and the reason why you couldn't recognize him was because? Well, he was not driving his car. Otherwise, I would probably, you know, recognize him. He was driving a friend's car because his car right. was re- being repaired. Oh, And really? once in, in Taiwan, I was expecting my sister. Because my sister came to visit me three times. And I was uh, waiting for her at the airport. I know the shape of her luggage. But, so I was waiting for her. I knew her flight was already arrived. And I went to hug another woman who had <laughs> the, the same yeah, the luggage. Co- luggage and the same color. And <laughs> but yeah, she was Taiwanese instead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that should be quite different from how your sister looks, right? Not really for me. <laughs> Because maybe the hair color is the same. and They were both blonde. This one was Taiwanese and she dyed her hair blonde. Yes, yeah, so that confused uh. me. <laughs> You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin.
Now the thing is that though your mom has the same condition, and so I guess they were prepared when they had you that you might have the same problem. Well, no, because she didn't know I was diagnosed a few years ago, and that's when I What, could only tell a few her. years ago. Yes. <sighs> So for all my life, I believe that that's you know everybody sees people in the way I see people. Yeah. But no, and people thought that me and my mother were just bad with names or bad, uh, you know, bad memory. But no, but I think I have a good memory for people's names, and you know, if I can recognize or if I can be told when I met this person exactly, so I know who I'm. Thinking about, then I will remember their name and basically everything else they they told me.、Mm. And I have very good memory for clothes. I memorize、yeah. my friends' clothes. That made me think of、um, a job that actually would be appropriate for you, right? Maybe trying to recognize criminals within a, a line of people who. <laughs> oh, I, that was my nightmare. And you know, every, when I was a child, I was looking at this movie and I was like, "How are people going to tell who is the one that they saw committing the、oh. crime?" Okay. Like well, this is completely random. And but the thing that scared me most, in case I was witnessing a crime, was having to describe the, the person's、features. face to do the identikit. Oh, because you know, to the person、no. say、uh, they had two eyes and a nose. <laughs> I don't know more. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I'm glad you're taking this lightly because. <laughs> I'm still trying to understand your condition here. So, are you saying the parents also only knew that you have the same, you have, you have this condition, only a couple of years ago?、Uh, yes, about four or five years ago, I was officially diagnosed. So before this, they didn't even know, but it, it never crossed their mind to think that you have the same problem as your mom. But even my mom didn't really understand what she had. What she had? Yeah. Oh, you know, we just thought that sometimes we were not remembering things. You said five years ago. Yes. So while you were in Taiwan. Yes, but I participated in a studies from an American university, and that's where I got the diagnosis. Oh, you mean that this study was actually studying this? Yes,、uh, they、condition. were. They were in about five, six years ago. I. I came across an article that was talking about this condition, and I thought, okay, that's very interesting. I,、oh, I'm very bad with recognizing people, and I took kind of a, an informal test that you can take on the internet. It's about recognizing famous people, celebrities' faces. Yes. And I scored, I think, around five percent, and they say that normal people score around averagely eighty percent. Uh huh. So okay, you know. They say if you score very low, there might be a problem. It's not very sure, but you know there might be a problem. And so I started researching was what this condition was about. And so in this way, I came across a university that was looking for participants for a study to、um, compare、uh, people with prosopagnosia and their sense of orientation, orientation、uh-huh. in space.、Oh. And so yeah, participated to a series of, of experiments online. And then yes, they they diagnosed me as prosopagnosic. Oh my goodness! How did you feel at the time when you realized you have this condition? You see, I'm, I'm avoiding the scientific word because I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna stumble over it anyway. 
Yeah, I think, oh, actually, you know, I didn't feel like it was a problem because it wasn't going to change the way I see people, but it was going to ma- make it having more sense. Uh. And, you know, oh, now it makes sense why sometimes I really cannot follow movies because I think all the characters are the same person. Oh, and I have to ask right. a lot of questions to the person that's watching the movie with me. But now I feel I feel more okay about it. So does that make you feel less eager to go to the movies now uh, I, I, I can i can do that but i will ask questions uh, you would, yeah have we ever seen this character before is it the same guy who was doing also this well you have a boyfriend so you can always ask him and he's patient with you right yes i think now that he knows about my condition it's easier yeah. for him to understand that i'm gonna be a little bit annoying when right. we see movies oh this is so interesting Well, um, what problems has it caused you while being here in Taiwan? I think that in Taiwan, for me, it's a little bit more likely than I have the problem of, you know, meeting a person and I don't know if I've seen them before or, or if they're strangers. Okay, this is for a few reasons. I think one of the reasons is because in Italy, I was driving my car. Well, in Taiwan, I only get by, you know, by public transportation or, or walking. So there is a lot more chances to meet people that you know when you are just walking right. around and, you know, you don't have your own car. Yeah, that is true. So I think, so. you know, the chances of me be- being very awkward encounters that uh, increase a lot in the years I'm in Taipei. And another thing is that uh, maybe for local people, there is less variety in hair color. And uh-huh. hair color was something that I was, you know, I have to consider when I try to recognize someone. And another thing is that Taiwanese people are very, very friendly. And sometimes they, you know, would maybe if I am walking, they would try to talk to me. And maybe they think that I need information about how to get around because of, of course I look foreigner and yeah. you know that they, they so they come and say hello and they're very friendly and at the time for me it's very difficult to realize is this a person that I know so that's why they want to talk to me or oh. is they're just being friendly but they're friendly strangers so you know it takes me a while and sometimes I have conversation the last minutes and I walk uh, away from the conversation and I'm like I still have no idea if I knew that person uh-huh That's awful. I mean, that that's worse than, you know, like, say, I forgot the person's name, and I'm talking to them, yeah, and no? I still don't know their name, and you don't know how to ask them because you, you feel embarrassed, and you'll mm-hmm. walk away. But here you are, you, you're probably worse off than I am, right? Join me next week on In the Spotlight as I continue to speak with Antonella about her condition of prosopagnosia, or face blindness. <laughs> 